French culture is many-faceted, and it comes with a few challenges. And once you master these different aspects of French culture, a visit to that country becomes more enjoyable than ever. One of the beautiful things about French culture is the café scene and café culture. Today we're talking café society in France, and I'm joined by two French guides who know and enjoy the café scene with gusto. Arnaud Savignat comes from Paris, and Kristen Kuznick is an American who's lived in Paris for four years and uh, married into the Parisian society. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Arnaud, when you think of café culture in, in Europe, it's, it's big in America, it's big all over Europe, really, the history of the cafés in Paris is, is quite interesting. I, I think it goes back to the 17th century? Uh, I would say it goes back to the Revolution time, more or less. I mean, before already they, they were going to inns, but... Uh, okay, so uh, the I think 1700s really, yeah, really, Yeah, 1700s, 18th century, uh, Marie Antoinette, Louis XVI time. So these yeah. cafés were places where aristocrats would go or would revolutionaries anyone, go? Or? Anyone, actually, during the Revolution, it was really essentially where the, uh, the, the thoughts were exchanged, and don't you agree? Christian with absolutely. me? Um, absolutely. Le, Le Procope, is that Le the, Procope, yes. The oldest cafe in Paris, yes. Absolutely. The oldest one. 1684, if I do remember. I think you're right. And then when you go through uh, Le Procope today, what do you find, Kristen? Um, an old world feel, I would say. And the desk which was used by Voltaire. Voltaire drank coffee there? Well, he did. I, I heard there was like 300 cafes in Paris before the revolution, and then during the revolution it just boomed, and there were nearly... Uh, couple thousand, and today there's 12,000 cafes. You can't walk down the street in Paris without finding a cafe. It's true. Yeah. It's absolutely true. Yeah. They're on every street corner. What is the demand? I mean, it must be a huge demand that, that keeps these things in business. Well, first of all, coffee and drinking, of course, <laughs> beverages, food, but also social activity. People are mixing, meeting with their neighbors, having a break, yeah, it's taking the time. Yeah. We, we really we, we keep our home for, well, it's, we love our home, of course, but it's a place where we sleep and dine with friends. But basically in the morning, the first thing is you go out in a cafe and have your coffee. Absolutely. Rather than having it at home. Really? So just yeah. for many people in Paris, the daily routine is not to sit at home and have breakfast, but to go to the neighborhood cafe. Yes. What would you have for a breakfast when you go out? Not much. I mean, I would have a uh, roll, you know, a croissant, croissant. And, and, and a coffee. It's, and a coffee. Uh, uh, breakfast is not a big deal in France. Right. Yeah, Unfortunately. It's, really not. it's hard to get used to yeah, as an yeah. American. <laughs> it's true. We're used to our bacon and eggs, but in France, it's really just caffeinated beverage and... And a sweet roll. Yeah, absolutely. We it. don't have time. We don't get up you know, in, the mo- in the morning, so we don't have time for that. <laughs> isn't there a, a sort of a, isn't there a sort <laughs> of an ethic where you have your work life, you have your domestic life, yes. and then there's a little private area in between? I think the private life is, I mean, the private life is really, really private and it's totally away from uh, the professional life. That's how I see things. We and it's a, it's, a, it's a buffer between the work and the home, is that right? Or Yes. I, I mean, I, I'm so, thinking yeah. the cafe culture plays into that. Well, I think it's a little bit different. For example, in England, it's very common to go to the pub with your colleagues right after work. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily the case in France. France. You leave work, you leave your professional life behind, and you go to the cafe and you see your neighbors. Okay. And your friends, you know, yeah. So you have a routine to meet there. Is that after work and before you go home? Sure, before, before before and after. Before and after. My husband goes to the cafe right before getting into the metro every morning. He's there for about six minutes, has his coffee, his croissant, and he's on his way. Now, Kristen, you're you're an American who just is a Francophile. I mean, I am, you love yeah. France. I know you're a great guide in France. Uh, you met a Frenchman, and now you're living in Paris. I am, yeah. I moved there four years ago, and just shortly after moving there, uh, near my apartment, I was sitting next to a very handsome Frenchman. And of ah, course, you know that. There the, you go. You know, the, well, the chairs. This is the thing about the cafes as well. Um, it's not necessarily always about the drink, but it's about taking a break, 
uh, sitting on the sidewalk cafe, shoulder to shoulder with strangers. You can very over- next to each other. Absolutely, you're yes. very very close. The you space close. is very small in France, and, and as that well. can be sort of st- uh, stressful or out of the comfort zone of an American tourist. It looks like it's it full. Can be, yes. So, Kristen, absolutely. as an American, mm-hmm. what what advice can you give Americans who feel a little gawky in this sophisticated French cafe scene to be comfortable? Just get comfortable. Just get in there. Yeah, you have to. Well, the thing is, is Americans are so used to having so much space around us. Just forget about your space. And Paris is one of the most densely populated cities in the world. Mm -hmm. There's so many people there. You just have to be comfortable with people being closer to you. Yeah, don't feel offended by that. Yeah, I think you go to the cafe to meet people and to see people, actually. It's all about, you know, uh, watching people, watching the, the world go by. That's in our culture. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. Uh, We're talking cafe society, cafe culture in France. I'm joined by Arnaud Savignon and Kristen Kuznick, now Kristen Michel. Yes. Because of a cafe. Yes. So if you're going, if you're uh, available and you go to France and you go to a cafe, there's a good chance you'll meet somebody. You could. You could. You could. You just have to be open to it. You have to be open to it. And you have to go into a place that looks full and make it not quite full. Yes. And when someone asks you, do you speak English? Absolutely, I do. Hey, Would you like to talk? Let's talk. <laughs> and, and you get yourself into a potentially a lifelong conversation. You know, Americans are really into their lattes now, and we all know just how to order the latte and their fancy Italian and so on. Sure. What, Kristen, as an American in Paris, enjoying the cafe scene, what are the key vocabulary? Just a couple of key words that we should know. Sure, sure. First of all, a regular coffee is a cafe, mm-hmm. and that's always an espresso. It's served in the demitasse. That's your cheapest drink you can order, and it's what a typical Parisian would drink. If that is too strong for you or not enough liquid, you can order a café allongé or sometimes called a café américain. And that is basically what we would call an Americano. So that would be a shot of espresso with some hot water. Exactly. In it. Just thinned same out a little bit. Same amount of caffeine. Exactly. Exact same amount of caffeine. And there's actually, it should be noted that there is actually less caffeine in espresso than there is in drip coffee, oh, which we're used to go. as Americans. Mm-hmm. So it's actually probably okay. better for you. And then if you need your milk, you want to order a café crème. Café crème. So that would be the, what we creme. call a, yes. a latte. That's what we call a exactly. latte. Exactly. It's still the espresso with steamed s- milk in it. You don't say latte because that just means milk over there. Right? In, in Italian. In Italian, yes. In Italian, yes. <laughs> so it won't mean anything to a French Italian person. Milk, yeah. <laughs> and it could be offending, actually. We don't like to hear latte, you know. It's, no. This is French. Now, I like, a, <laughs> I like a macchiato in Italian. Right. And in French, that would be a café noisette. Café noisette. This café is noisette. a good word. And it's hard for me to pronounce noisette. Noisette. Perfect. It means walnut. Walnut. Uh, so, not walnut. No, so the other hazelnut. 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 Is that because of the color? Yes. Yes. And that would mean a little bit of milk in your espresso. Exactly. Yes, a dollop of steamed milk on mm-hmm. top of your espresso. No, is that? And it only costs about 30 to 40 cents more than the espresso, whereas if you order a café crème, it's at least twice the price. And now, you can even just ask for, for milk. grand crème. You know, a grand crème. Or a café double. I go for a double yes. uh, mm. café crème yeah. sometimes. Un double café. Right. <laughs> they, they actually understand my, uh, my butchered French. And uh, if you sit at the bar, it's always cheaper than sitting at a table? Or always. standing at the bar standing sometimes. At the bar, yeah. standing, You're lucky yes. if there are stools at the bar. Stools at the bar. So if you want to just slam down a coffee for not much money, go to the bar. Absolutely. And if you also need to find a WC break, which is difficult ah. to find in Paris, it's good to pop, pop into, into a cafe. Order the cheapest thing on the menu, a cafe. Six it, minutes that's, later, that's you're fast. Done. That's very, that's yeah. very fast. You know, in the morning, I always explain my my clients that you just go there inside, get your coffee, and it's literally three minutes and a half. Right. By the time you you arrive, it's already ordered. And you use you the pay, WC. You're gone. Yes. Very so civilized. Quick. Now, is the quality of coffee 
standard across uh, all the different cafes? Or do you, in Paris, know that one cafe will have better coffee than the other? Yes, some cafes have better coffee. They have a better machine, they have a better brand. So I'll go for Café Richard or Lavazza when they have, you know, Italian coffee as well. Yeah, Mm. it has to be Italian. And the brand of the coffee is always displayed. It is a big deal, isn't it? So Ely as well. So what what are your favorites again, Arnaud? Uh, Ely, Lavazza, and Café Richard. Richard, I can Richard, remember that. Like Richard. Richard. Yeah, Richard, I like Lavazza. Yeah, Café Richard. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, with the with the rise of Starbucks as a power, even in Europe, there's mm-hmm. Starbucks all over the place. Oh, yes. How has Starbucks impacted the French cafe scene? I don't think it has. I don't think it has at all. Yeah. I was really surprised when yeah, the first Starbucks too. took hold in Paris, and then they've multiplied I was revolved like rabbits. at the, at the first, actually. <laughs> well, it's different. It's, it's fundamentally different, isn't it? Because yeah. Starbucks is big. I mean, a, a, a grande is a unthinkably but large it's, it's enormous. They don't provide the same French products, standard. nor the same idea. Uh, but here's the big difference. I think the Parisians uh, or the French are, are enjoying Starbucks coffee. It's high-quality yes. coffee. Mm-hmm. But the difference is they sit to enjoy it. So all the Starbucks cafes, all the tables and chairs are always taken. It's Filled difficult up. to find a spot. Filled up. You never yeah. find a spot. Mm. Yeah, so it's possible to get a Starbucks to go or a, a, a fast food chain coffee to it go. Is, yes. Can you get a, a coffee to go in a cafe or is that kind of odd? Uh, more and more you, you can. You can. It's uh-huh. start, yes, but it is rare it's, and yeah. sometimes they have to really dig and search for those cups that mm-hmm. are somewhere in a mm-hmm. cabinet somewhere. So it's it's not, um, it doesn't go with the territory as it much doesn't, as not it does. No, really. Because not you really. go there to sit down really and have uh, right. you know, an, an rest. And I can tell when I, when mm. I see someone carrying a very large Starbucks coffee, I know that's a... A fellow American. <laughs> <laughs> is it okay if you're having a, a breakfast uh, to go to the bakery and, and buy something and bring it to the cafe? Mm, difficult, um, very difficult, I would say. I do it. Uh, I'm trying to be careful when I do it. And then when I do it, I know the cafe and I know they don't provide a croissant pain au chocolat. Ah. So I, I, I bring mine and I'm just eating it very discreetly in this little bag. Or, because I know you are a model of politeness and sensitivity. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> or <laughs> <You're> sometimes <laughs> you can go to the cafe and you intend to buy a croissant or a pain au chocolat from them, but they're out. And then ah. on, in that case, then they will say, be my guest to go across the street, get okay. your pastries and bring them back because sure. we don't have any more to sell. But if they have baskets of them on the bar, that would yes. be bad style. you should that's be expected not, yeah. to okay. buy theirs and not mm-hmm. bring For some own. reason, I thought it was okay at breakfast time to bring in something else, but that's no longer okay. Really. No. When well. you're thinking about eating in a cafe, you do have little light light meals, little snacks, uh, croque monsieur and so on. Sure. Sandwich. Yeah, omelette. Sandwich. Uh, uh, the omelettes are easy for tourists yes. to get. And sandwiches. And a croque monsieur is like a... Uh, a, gr- a grilled cheese sandwich. Ham and cheese sandwich with this is the difference: bechamel sauce in the interior. Oh, that's true. Yes. Cheese over the top and grilled. That's what a croque monsieur is different mm, from what we would bechamel, call it. It's the bechamel, yeah. Ah. It's that white sauce. Now that you white got the croque monsieur, and then you got croque madame. Yes, the ladies Same with the egg. thing with the egg on the top. With the egg on the top. So yeah, yes. the, the croque. Fried egg. The, what is what is <laughs> croque? Egg, yes. What does croque mean? Croque. Uh, it's like you know croquet yeah? to, to, croque, bite. to bite. Uh, to bite. Crunch. So the man's bite, croque monsieur. And the woman's bite, croque madame. croque madame. Yes, with the egg on top. It's not very and popular. Then, the croque madame, is no, very much. I think it's uh, uh, the yeah, croque monsieur is the standard. Monsieur. And then you've got the the plat du jour, which is, plat du jour, is a very yes. nice deal. That's it's just the daily special. special. Yep. Robert's on the phone in Cleveland, Ohio. Robert, thanks for your call. Hi, Rick. How you doing? Doing well. Do you have a thought on cafes in Paris? Well, yes, I do. Actually, my first trip was very quickly planned. I just decided, why have I been waiting so long? Let's go. Um, with my four years of high school French under tow. I went in November, on the November 4th, and um, I have to say with a cafe culture, for me, my experience was uh, Paris is definitely a walking city. Um, a good book to read is Le Flaneur by Edmund White. Talks about walking. And you walk around and you see what, and this has been mentioned by previous callers, some cafes are more 
lively, some are more sedate, you kind of feel what you're in the mood for. For me, I chose a cafe on that basis. Mm-hmm. And also, if ma pied mal, if my feet were killing me, um, mm-hmm. I would sit down, the um, service person um, would come, and I would ask for me, I would get either, depending on the time of day, a uh, cafe au lait and a brioche, or a cure royale. And it was just very relaxing. So now you felt, uh, Robert, you felt that you could sit there ordering just the simplest thing, um, a cafe au lait and a croissant or whatever, and you could linger as long as you wanted to. Yes, I could. Now what happens when one waiter is off duty and another waiter comes on? Have you ever stayed that long? Um, Actually, I have because um, my feet were really killing me. Um, I walked all over, and what happens is you can pay your, your tab ahead of time. You just signal the waiter and just do the check hand signal. The waiter comes over, gives you your bill, you pay, and he, he or she will rip the receipt almost in half to kind of rip it a little bit. Which you could do by yourself, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> or no. Yeah. Rip it in half. He didn't, pay enough, he didn't buy enough. The, <laughs> no, the, then no well. Okay, so they rip the receipt in part, and then that waiter's gone. The next one comes on. He knows you're paid up. Did you right. get... Apparently, you felt comfortable just hanging out there longer. Uh, Arnaud, is, uh, that, is that true? Can you it just, is totally there's true. There's no problem, um, no I, bad vibes, no I saw no a program problem. on TV last year about that, a documentary about cafe culture. And these journalists are actually going to the cafe just round by the Cathedral of Notre Dame, which is a, you know, the most touristy place ever. Hmm. We would think they would just kick oh, you I, out and get the money. Yeah. And these journalists stayed actually three hours. They were two. They had one espresso for three hours. Nobody ever told them to go away. Nobody chased them away. They come, you know, regularly to ask them if they want, you know, one more drink. No, we're fine. We're just, you know, we're reading. That's fine. So that's it. That's interesting. The table uh, is yours. Every culture has what they will fight to defend. The Germans will fight to defend no speed limits on the Autobahn. The English will fight to defend. Mm-hmm. You can't fence off the commons. We can walk everywhere. They'll have a mass trespass just to assert their rights to walk everywhere. And the French, they will assert their right to sit in a cafe, buy it's very un espresso, and yeah. stay the whole afternoon. And I would raise another point, if I may, is that when you come to Paris or France as an American, to slow your pace, sit down, don't try to cover as much as you can. Very often, my clients, you know, would say, hey, we, you know, we have two days, we want to see as much as we can. No, please, sit down. Sit down. If you cannot cover everything, just sit down and just cover what you can cover and really experiment the cafe because that's where the French are and not in the monuments or in the museums. Yeah. Good advice. But, Robert. You know, that, that, that is very true, and I found out that sometimes if you, if you sit long enough and relax long enough, it will come to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There were there were a parade of six people walking their um, white schnauzers, <laughs> who all walked by in front of me, and I'm, I was just it was November, it was cool, or actually on the cold side for for Parisians um, coming from Cleveland, Ohio, it was 40 degrees. I was you know it's considered balmy, and you just you just watch, and and that is part of the for me the cafe culture is you watch you. You window shop in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yes. And it was it was very fun. The second time I brought my niece with me, and we sat at the Café Severin, and we sat outside, had un royale, and after dinner, and had a very, very relaxing evening. Again, the service people are not in a hurry, as in America, to turn over a table. 
Absolutely, mm-hmm. because that's, they're paid differently. Mm-hmm. Right. That's because, true. How are they paid differently, Chris? Well, they make a, a living wage, first of all. Okay. Right. I worked as a waitress when I was in college here in the United States, and we made sometimes less than minimum wage, and so we were working for tips. Mm-hmm. In France, they start with a working wage, and so they're not working for tips. Their tip is already worked into the price of what you've ordered. Now, that's right. a stress point for a lot of American mm-hmm. travelers, and I understand you just leave what's called the brown coins on the table. Is, is, how do you tip? Sure. Gratuity you leave. Sure. Yeah, no. you, leave exactly. the bra- you leave the small coins. Yes, small round coins. Up. Yeah. Yeah, round up. Robert from Cleveland, thanks yeah. for your call. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Our phone number is 877-333-RICK. You can email us at radio at ricksteves.com. Kitty's on the line in Bixby, Oklahoma. What are your thoughts for Kristen and Arnaud about cafe culture in France? Um, well, I had a particular question because of visiting in May. When we think of um, the cafe, it's, you know, I know you can dine in as well in the cafes and kind of look out onto the streets. But, but we're thinking about coming over the German border into like maybe Colmar, Colmar area. I guess it's Colmar. Um, in early May, are there particular areas outside the Paris area that are just great for visiting the cafes? A, a good place to... There's many places. Uh, I, I mean, think Colmar is lovely. Yeah. It's a great place. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Colmar oh, is great, I'm, yes. It's one of my favorite places in France, Colmar. It's Alsace is beautiful. And from there, Colmar is sort of the big city in a very small context, but mm-hmm. it is definitely the urban center. And then you you side trip to uh, Egusheim and Rickfeer and all sorts of beautiful little towns nearby. Mm. Yes. Oh, oh that's I want to go there. I and love it. And rent a bicycle in May, and you yeah. can go through the vineyards. So, so May's not too early to think in terms of being out, I guess. No, outside. no, not at all. Yeah. May is uh, normally nice. It well, could be, it? It could be well you live in Oklahoma. It might be hotter in Oklahoma than there, but just wear a sweater and a coat. But that's a beautiful time to be there, mm-hmm. Kitty. Right. Oh, that's great. And then I guess the last thing I might ask is, um, being an American or just an outsider and not truly understanding um, the culture, the cafe culture, um, do we... Eat and run. I mean, I, I know that Christine was talking about her husband coming for six minutes and leaving. Is there an appropriate, uh, like what Amy Vanderbilt say, do not just hang out for 20 minutes or, you know, an hour. What is the idea of the proprietors? What, what do they expect from us? Uh, well, breakfast is a totally different thing, first of all. Breakfast is okay. very quick, usually standing at the bar, standing and then you move on. And that's the thing. It's also cheaper at the bar. Everybody is, that's why you're... It's quick. Yeah, you, you absolutely. Just, you, you go to work, it has to be very quick. We exactly. have a lot of time, right. yes. You're sure. slamming down a cup of coffee, eating But if croissant. you have time, you just sit down. It's, uh, so there's two ways. You can have yeah. a practical, a quick breakfast, or you can have a linger in the afternoon or It depends or on your rhythm, really. If you have, uh, you know, a lot of time to hang around, I mean, the, the table is going to be yours for two hours or three hours, even though you just have one cappuccino. Kitty, oh, go for it. Just they, good luck. And you're going to have a wonderful to, time there yes. in May or any month. Just go into those cafes and pretend you're a local. Oh, that's great. Good advice. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, happy well, travels. Have fun. You. Uh-huh. Bless you. Bon Bye-bye. We have an email from Sharon in Thousand Oaks, California. Sharon writes, I love outdoor cafes any time of year, especially in March. People are all bundled up and not too many smokers. Wherever your hotel is... That becomes your cafe area, and after a few days, you feel like it's your Paris. She likes the left bank, particularly between the Sorbonne and the Notre Dame and the Seine River. I think that's very good advice that, uh, you know, you uh, have your hotel and it establishes your neighborhood. I choose a hotel considering what neighborhood is going to be my home in Paris, and then I love to just sort of get the lay of the land and and have sort of stakeout. This is my cafe. This is where I go, and then you go back a second time, and they generally recognize you. Mm, They do? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Becomes your neighborhood. You know, a point about the smoking, however, that's all changed. That's all brand new, just in the last two years. 
Um, you can't smoke in the interiors of the cafes and restaurants any longer. That's quite an adjustment for the Parisians, who part of having a cup of coffee might be having a cigarette as well. No, we, we, we can't smoke anymore. I mean, exactly. You, you can't, you, but you, that was an adjustment, wasn't yeah. it, for a lot of people who like to smoke in the cafes? It's yeah, a big adjustment. Yeah. So what yeah. they've done now Negation. is you, you can smoke outside, On and terraces. some of these terraces are still mm. in these uh, shoulder months, like for, she mentioned March, for example. Mm. The cafes, to keep them warm, they'll put up these plastic walls with uh, space heaters to keep the outside warm. That's where the smokers are allowed to smoke. So they now are taking over the terraces. Yeah, that's a problem, yes. You can't ah. eat in the terrace without being, you know, uh, bothered by a smoker now. That's oh, the problem, so yeah. these areas that are tarped in on the sidewalk mm-hmm. are becoming well, smoky. Legally, you have to have an opening of about 2 meters 50, I think, uh, to refresh the air so you can smoke on the terrace. So to call it no t- outdoors, it needs to yes. have that o- opening, yeah. yeah. Because they do cover in the wintertime. You know, yeah. I was over there uh, one December, and I remember... Um, What's the beautiful uh, Market Street, Montorgueil? Montorgueil. 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 On the corner, everybody was in this classic cafe, Mm -hmm. and I could see the neighborhood there, but half the people were sitting outside. It was very cold, and they had the heaters there, the space Mm -hmm. heaters outside, and the people who were shivering through their cafe experience uh, wanted a cigarette. Right. Mm-hmm. And and the, and the cafe had accommodated their needs by providing those yeah. heaters. Yeah, it's not very save the planet, but it's just wonderful, you know. <laughs> you can't always save the planet. You gotta have a yeah. good coffee with a cigarette. Know. I, I even guess. saw a cafe with blankets on the chairs for oh, people yes. sitting outside. Oh, that's you have to give me the address. That's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. And Lisa's on the phone in Puyallup, Washington. Lisa, thanks for your call. Hi, Rick. I just wanted to tell you about a wonderful neighborhood cafe experience that we had a couple years ago. We were staying in the Montparnasse area. And we went to Le Select on our first night, and we were waited on by Jack the waiter, who treated everybody there like he knew them. And I think he did know most of the people, but he treated us the same way as he treated them. We had a wonderful dinner. Um, we just had salads. They had um, also had delicious French onion soup. And when it came time to leave Paris on that trip, we said, oh, we want our last dinner to be there at Le Select again. So we went back, and Jack greeted us, and he was, again, so welcoming. And we got to talking to him about the history of Le Select, and he um, shared that he had a photo from after the war of American soldiers um, eating at Le Select. And we were really interested in it, and he said, I'll send it to you when you get home. Mm. And um, sure enough, he made a copy of it and sent it to us with a very nice note, and we were very, very touched, actually, um, and honored to have it. So when we went back to Paris later that year, we, of course, went to Le Select for our first dinner back in Paris, and he again greeted us as if we were old friends and um, had a glass of champagne delivered to our table, complimentary. Wow, that's nice. Yes, yes, we were, um, we felt... So the the whole thing about the neighborhood cafe, even though Le Select is a you know bigger place and well known, it still has that feeling of um, sort of like a family, and we just loved it. So sounds like a wonderful experience. Yeah, that's one of you. That's a beautiful memory. Thank well. you, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks. I'm speaking with Arnaud Sauvignon and Kristen Michel, and we're talking about cafe culture. And let's finish things off, Kristen and Arnaud, just with uh, your image of a very good cafe moment. Kristen, you're somewhere in Paris with your Parisian husband, and you're having a special moment together. Where are you? Oh, we're sitting shoulder to shoulder in our neighborhood cafe called Café de la Poste. It's just a simple corner cafe. There's a little bit of sun, a slight wind, and we're drinking kir. What is kir? 
Oh, kir. Kir is probably the most common aperitif you can have. So just before the dinner time. So before dinner, you go down the street to your neighborhood cafe. Right. Order two kirs, which is a little bit of creme de cassis liqueur, topped off with dry white wine, served in a, a champagne flute. Uh, usually get a plate of salty peanuts to go with that, and we talk about the day. You savor the moment together. Absolutely. Enjoying each other's company, a kir in Paris. And watch people go by. Or no. So I'm trying to rivalize with this uh, wonderful comment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what comes to my mind is, uh, okay, this is the end of the day. I've been doing a walking tour, so I'm exhausted. Uh, my feet are so sore. And I am by the Place du Châtelet. I'm stopping by the Zimmer, which is a little chic place. I, you know, it's, it's not my neighborhood, but just very chic, very um, kind of lounge style inside. Uh, so elegant, in the white table third. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's so nice inside. Professional clientele. Yes. Uh, not obviously more expensive. You know, I'm having a cafe as well, so it doesn't break my uh, wallet. Uh, <laughs> but just, you know, it's nice, pleasant, people around. And it's just silent for me, and it's quiet, and I can see the city go by. This is your chance, no matter how nice or simple your apartment is, to have a little bit of elegance mm-hmm. in a very elegant city mm-hmm. for the cost of a, of a cafe. Yeah, three, four euros. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're fantasizing about enjoying Paris with the help of a cafe. Arnaud and Kristen, thanks so much. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Thank you, Rick. Merci beaucoup. Au revoir. A bientôt. Each year, Rick Steves tour guides take free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through France and beyond one small group at a time. This year, we're featuring tours of Paris and the south of France, Paris and the heart of France, Paris by itself, and the villages and vineyards of eastern France. For a free catalogue and Rick's Tour Experience DVD, visit the tour pages at ricksteves.com.